Hello, and welcome to the Three Wheel Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan, and I'm here with Tommy Ryan. How's it going, Tommy? It's going well, Danny. Good. Today we have a book that we're going to go through, a book that I, I read through recently, actually read through a couple of times, and it is called The Ultimate Question 2.0, and it is about Net Promoter Score. Now, you've run into Net Promoter Score a couple times with our clients. Is that right? Have, yeah. Definitely in the customer experience or you know, customer service departments, mm-hmm. uh, they really care about that NPS score. Cool. And we have up on our, um, for, for, for many years as a Microsoft partner, uh, they would, as part of becoming a, a partner and getting a certification around being a partner or a certain level of a partner, you they would have you take a, um, a TNS Global, which is some organization would actually go through and interview or have your customers take a survey about you. And one of the things I brag about, because I'm often bragging about us, but uh, the last four times we took it, they would tell you sort of what percentage of the Microsoft partners you were the top part of. And we were the top 5% the last four times we took it. So good job to you and delivery and for doing great work on projects. Yeah, it, it, it feels... Uh crazy to be in the top 5%. <laughs> we'll take it. So what happened is, the um, reason why I mentioned that is um, that's gone away. And so I wanted to find some way of capturing sort of how are we doing on projects. And so I ran into this by hearing about it sort of as a, as a third party uh, from projects. And then, you know, seeing that it was something that we were starting to do for some of our clients. And so I picked up the book. I was... Um, at the library, and I saw the book, and I picked it up, and I read through it the first time. And there's I still it. libraries. There's still libraries. Okay. Yes, there are. <laughs> um, they're great places, Tommy. You might yeah. want to check one out sometime. <laughs> my my library is Audible. <laughs> um, and so I picked it up, read it through, liked it so much that I ended up ordering the book off of Amazon and having it delivered, and then I've marked it all up. So I wanted to go through the book with you. Um, if you, for folks who are listening who haven't gone through the book, this probably will serve as a little bit of a um, a summary of what what's covered in the book. So this is done Cliff by Notes. What I liked in college. Yes, you're very familiar with Cliff Notes, aren't you? Um, <laughs> so it's done by a couple of folks from Bain Consulting. So this is um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last names because I'm not going to. Um, but I wanted to uh, get us started with sort of what is a definition of. Um, what NPS is. So I'll just use NPS uh, as an abbreviation for Net Promoter Score. And uh, the key question for this is on a, on a zero to 10 scale, how likely is it that you would recommend us, you know, or this product service brand to a friend or colleague? So that's the Net Promoter, sort of the question. That's the ultimate question that we're asking people. And then after that, you can do a follow-up question to this as well which is what's the primary reason for your score? So that tells you a little bit about, about why did they give you a, excuse me, why did they give you a 10, why did they give you an eight, why did they give you a five? So you're trying to understand sort of the, the, the main reason behind that. And so then what you get uh, are promoters. Promoters are people who um, respond either a nine or a 10. And those are, those are typically people whose lives have been enriched by their relationship with the company. So they're loyal customers. Then you have a seven or an eight is what's considered a passive. Um, and then you have detractors, which is anything lower than that. So a six or below. And so what you do end up doing is taking from this and you can uh, calculate your net promoter score, which is 
the percentage of promoters minus the percentage of detractors. So you could have um, the case of having a couple of folks who are passives and, and, and that would lower your score um, because obviously the percentage of um, promoters would go down at that point in time. Uh, in general, anybody who has a, you know, a positive net promoter score is, is a good score. Uh, they have some well-known published scores that are out there for different industries. I looked through, there's, there was a forum that was created for net promoter score called the uh, MPS Loyalty Forum. And there are a lot of, it's good to see a lot of our clients are, are in this forum, but as a group of companies that were using this, um, basically giving some uh, feedback and input into uh, net promoter score. One of the things that I um, liked about this is in the introduction, the, the how likely question is merely, and I'm, I'm quoting, this is a quote from um, page 14 of the book, the how likely, how likely question is merely a practical shorthand for the question of whether you are observing the golden rule. And that's treating others like you would like to be treated. I thought that was kind of a very insightful thing. Mm -hmm. um, if I jump into that, so I just hit the introduction. Um, one of the things that they get that they get started with is sort of um, you know bad profits, good profit, profits, and the ultimate question. And um, you know, they, they started out with, we live and, live and work in a web-savvy world in which customers have near-perfect information. Only companies that put customer at the very center of their operations can, can successfully compete in such a world. Many companies also want to make themselves more mission-driven than profit-driven. So that's part of, you know, I think for you and I, last couple of weeks talking about our values and what, what those values are is, you know, more driven around the mission of what we're doing than just the profits. Definitely, definitely. Um, yep. The concept of, of, of what they call bad profits. So you probably have experienced this before, which is... Um, there, it's a bad type of growth. So if you could imagine, let's say, for instance, I've experienced this in the past where um, I had an overage on my data for, I remember I bought a, a card for my laptop and, and one night it did a backup of all my stuff. And I ended up the next day logging, uh, getting an email uh, the morning after and logging in and noticing that I had, uh, you know, it was like over $3,000 in overage charges. Oops. Now the company will make how, a profit off of that. Yeah. How did that work out on your expense sheet? <laughs> did um, anyone notice that? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did anyone notice that? I think Linda would notice that. Yes. Um, there, through some mad negotiation skills, we ended up working that down. And uh, uh, but you know, I think they they realized that um, that uh, that this was an well. One of the things that's interesting from this is that I did have, I recently, um, when I, for my home internet, had a similar situation, and I noticed I was gonna get dinged again, and midway through this, they changed their policy on it, and they, they gave you three months of, um, basically, uh, three months of mulligans, right. which I think they, they did this, yeah, this is Comcast, and they, they ended up doing this, because I think they probably got feedback on the net promoter score, saying like, I wouldn't recommend you guys because I got overage charges when I started using your service. So 
I, I have a feeling that that was a part of the feedback cycle that they were getting from customers, which was really neat, neat to see them do that. Um, whenever a customer feels misled, mistreated, ignored, or coerced, profits from that customer are bad. Okay. Um, we don't want bad profits, right? Because those folks could easily, they're, they're looking for an alternative at that point. You know, um, yeah, that's uh, not how you build loyal customers for sure. Yes, absolutely. No one likes to feel tricked into uh, a service. Couple, you know, they they want to feel good at the end of the day that it's been you know, something they want to buy again. Interesting to see they cover a couple of companies that uh, some you know pretty well-known companies in this case. For instance, Vanguard, uh, they, um, this is a quote, not long ago, Vanguard reduced prices by as much as one-third for customers who had recently made large investments or had maintained healthy balances for an extended period of time. So they're really trying to take care of those folks who are, um, who are their core business. And that basically there are a lot of uh, benefits that they ended up seeing coming from this. Another one that, um, you know, in the pursuit of good profits, Amazon could easily afford to advertise more than it does. Instead, it channels its investments into free shipping, lower prices, and service enhancements. Founder and CEO Jeff Bezos has said, if you do, bu if you do build a great experience, customers tell each other about that. Costco the leader in customer loyalty among uh, warehouse retailers rocketed from startup to the Fortune 50 in less than 20 years while spending next to nothing on advertising and marketing. Don't get any ideas, Tommy. Um, its customers <laughs> are so loyal that the company can rely on positive word of mouth for growth. I mean, how many people do you talk about, like the, your experience at Costco sort of let the, the, you know, some of the bargains that you got? I mean, I, typically you're, you're hearing from other people about, That's um, right. you know, you hear from other people about the return policy, right? You're like, oh, Costco will take anything back. And that, that leads to these conversations with yeah. other folks. Um, Frank Ryan uses that all the time. <laughs> shout out to Frank. Um, let's see. Yeah, so... Isidore Sharp, founder and chairman of the Four Seasons Hotel Group, our, our success all boils down to the boils down to following the golden rule. Golden rule behavior is the basis for loyalty, and loyalty is the key for profitable growth. I sort of mixed two quotes there, but I thought that was interesting. The second was from Enterprise, another company that really focuses in on Net Promoter Score. Good stuff. What is the question that can tell good profits from bad? Simplicity itself. How likely is that you would recommend this company or this product or this friend to a colleague? The metric that produces this is the net promoter score. Cool. Um, so jumping uh, further into this, uh, <clears throat> reflecting on our findings, we realized that they made perfect sense. Loyalty, after all, is a strong and value-laden concept, usually applied to family, friends, and country. People may be loyal to a company that they buy from, but they may not describe what they feel in those terms. If they really love doing business with a particular provider of goods and services, however, that's the most what's the most natural thing for them to do? Of course, recommend that company to someone they care about. So again, this is you know, you've taken the, 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 what's nice about this is taking the really long, um, 
surveys that we've typically had and just narrowing it down to, you know, on ours is uh, on our uh, customer satisfaction, it's really narrowed down to three questions. And, um, you know, having really short format uh, for this is a nice thing. You're really trying to figure out what is that key question we should ask. Yeah, and I noticed that on go to meeting, you know, at the end of some of your mm -hmm. meetings, they pop that up and you say, "Ooh, that's the net promoter score right there <laughs> in action. NPS merely measures the quality of a company's relationship with its current customers and high quality relationships are necessary, but not a sufficient condition for profitable growth. So here they describe some things that uh, you, also, you also need to pay attention to a, maintaining a profitable business. But um, they're saying how important that is. One of the other things I'm sort of jumping off of that uh, I got out of this book is this gives you something just a lot. Everybody can measure their financials. And that's a very, you know, you have a, um, hard numbers there. And for this, they're saying to monitor this, just like you monitor your financials, you want to know what your NPS score is because it's really telling you how are you doing as a company. Uh, chapter five, the rules of measurements. Um, they notice, they point out that most uh, surveys are too long. They create unnecess unnecessary complexity and waste customers' time. They are designed to generate research reports, not daily frontline learning and behaviors. They are often anonymous, which eliminates the possibility of closing the loop with individual customers. They are constructed in the language of the researcher, not the customer. Response rates are typically low, so the results are often unreliable. I think that was one of the things that um, as we're doing this we're not it's not like we're having customer interactions like you know thousands each day we're typically wrapping up projects and have two or three sponsors on on those projects um, you know so principle one with the rules of measurement ask the ultimate question and very little else choose a scale that works and stick to it we, we're doing a zero to ten scale um, it's interesting that they have the zero in there because everybody know you know, you have the, the concept of, um, you know, one, which is first place, and that can sometimes throw people off. But if you have a zero in there, they realize that's the lowest. So that, that helps uh, hmm. understand, break up some confusion about that. That's a good idea. Um, aim for a high response. What was interesting is they go into some of the rules of measurement and actually saying sometimes the people who wouldn't give you the tens will not respond back to the survey. So your actual, your real net promoter score is typically lower than what you're, you yeah. get back because they're, they're not thrilled with your service. So you, there's one of the, you can, you can factor that in as you look at your NPS. So you're going around bragging about it, but most likely people who don't have good things to say about you won't even take the time to do the survey. Um, they give some... And what about being anonymous or not? What, what's the... Kind of rule the issue, there. you know, the issue that I mentioned earlier, where you can't do, they they suggest doing closed feedback loops on this, and that's one of the things. There's no way for you to do a closed feedback loop unless okay. you have the contact information for that purpose for that person, and so it's you 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 have to do that in order to be able to have that processed for follow up. Okay. Um, and and a lot of these, like if you if you um, like one case they talked about, like the Apple Store, if you go in there and um, after you're done and you, you rate them, um, you'll get follow up from the cut you know from the store manager about your experience if you put in a negative experience and. 
Um, there's no way they could do that unless, well, Apple does it because they track everything on you. But, um, you know, but you, uh, they, you need to have some way of following up and closing the loop. So that's why I don't, e I don't even have an option for ours that, uh, on our website to do it anonymously. I'm sure you can also, you know, you could use anonymous surveys if you wish to. Um, Apple Retail, I just mentioned them. The retail's division, division's mission, he declared, was to enrich the lives of customers and employees. The stores would be places for people to gather and learn, not just buy. They would be designed to encourage an ongoing relationship with customers, not merely a one-off purchase transaction. The delighted customers, Johnson believed, would tell their friends and colleagues about how wonderful experience, how their wonderful about their wonderful experience at the store. He envisioned the neighborhoods surrounding each Apple store become populated with customer advocates who would promote the brand and act as missionaries to help convert PC using friends and neighbors into Mac enthusiasts. <laughs> Sounds religious. <laughs> We're sending out missionaries. Um, so the mission of Apple Retail, similar, is to enrich lives. And a vital role for NPS is rigorously measuring how consistently the division achieves this mission. When customers store their, score their experience at a store, a 9 or a 10, Apple can assure that Apple's employees have enriched those customers' lives and then so have enriched their own. Woo. About halfway through the book, getting through here. Um, one of the things that uh, was interesting is they say you can use the NPS score for employees, which they call the E-NPS. So your employees, and the, as you can imagine, the question there is how likely would you recommend to your friends and family uh, working at 3Will? Uh, so it's a, it's a question about um, internally sort of looking at this. Um, so Apple Retail uses this. Rackspace uses this. Um, they have settled on one central question to determine employee engagement. On a, on a scale of 0 to 10, how likely is it that you would recommend this company as a place to work? So that was, I thought that was interesting that you can use it internally mm -hmm. as well to see how well you're um, internally doing. As <clears throat> close the loop, the, um, chapter 8 is closing the loop with customers. Um, so there's a story in here about uh, mailing from a cable TV provider um, calling in, and you can uh, the computerized voice began the survey with these words. Please provide feedback on the performance of your representative. I ignored that request because the Excel, the rep excelled at what she had trained to do. Um, basically, this was something where the issue wasn't um, the person. The issue was the process and the support system behind the person. Um, and understanding that, and I think we've, we've, we've talked about this a couple weeks ago or maybe even a couple months ago, of how we were trying to buy a service and... The person, it wasn't so much that person, but it was the whole support system behind it. And you needed to have some way of understanding that there was an issue. And in this case, they're talking about, um, you know, how, how are we going to respond to this? They're, you know, the, the whole, the end of the questionnaire ends up with, we really value your business. And this guy, you know, he's, he's upset because you dealt with a very bad experience. And you, it's almost like it puts a really bad um you know, taste in their mouth if you're saying, if you've had a bad experience and then telling them, we really care about your mm -hmm. business. Uh, and then he talks about an experience with Vi uh, Verizon Wireless where he put in a, a negative response. Um, 
and he wanted to see what the f- feedback. He's put a three out of 10, and a few days later, I found a message on my home answering machine from a manager at the Verizon store where I had purchased my cell phone. I called her back. She explained that she had received my feedback, and she wondered if I could take a few minutes to discuss how she might improve my experience. So that's one of the things with this is if you're if you do get any detractors, it gives you or I the the chance to go back to them and talk with them and say well, what what is it that we could do better. Part of this right. we cover in the retrospectives, I think, as well as getting some of that feedback. But um, interesting to read that. Then there's a section on on uh, creating customer communities, groups of people that provide regular feedback on the company's products and services. Uh, for a lot of the um, net promoter score, the customer service stuff that we've done, has it been in t- uh, typically internal communities or external communities, or what does that look like so far? For some of the you know, some of the companies that we're, we're, I know I'm doing a lot of talking here. <laughs> um, for the the you mentioned that we've helped out with uh, net promoter score um, for some of our customers. Has it been for customer facing, or has it been employee facing, or a combination of the two, or what does it look it's like so far? Um, so customer facing, mm-hmm. and then there's one solution that is really employee driven but based on customer experiences. So what they're hearing either as someone in the store or someone just out there in the world uh-huh. listening or getting feedback about their services and ways to improve. And so they're essentially you know, submitting that as a suggestion and having a closed loop process to make sure they get back and close that loop. Nice. And also using the, the, the MPS to justify certain projects to say, you know, this will help this aspect that is driven, you know, poor NPS scores. Gotcha. We've got to the, you know, got through the majority of the book. The last part of it is really about sort of um, some of the barriers that uh, you'll run into when, when trying to put this into place. Um, a lot of it you need to have, um, yeah, the management of the company behind it, which is a, a lot. I think you guys were, you know, um, both you, Bruce, and JM have all been very, you know, behind this as a as a way of measuring and as a way of understanding how we're doing on projects. Um, but you really need to have that as a sort of a part of the process of what we do. I know I've been trying to, I've been tying this into as we're wrapping up projects to go and do um, get our net promoter score out of that, and it's been it's been wonderful. I mean, a part of this, I think um, that is great as well, is that customers know that you're you're doing this, and they know that you're, you're there's going to be a chance for them to provide input, um, hopefully positive, but also if if you do have a bad experience, that we care about it. I think when you're working with smaller companies, one of the things that's really nice about that is you know that ultimately the owners of the company are really care about providing a great service. And I think this is a, one of the ways that you know you're, we're really checking every right. single project that we did a good job. Yeah, if you care about it, you would measure it. I mean, I think yep. we find that we have the best management around a, uh, a concept or idea or a value um, mm-hmm. based on measuring it. Um, and so it's great that we're doing that. I think we've cared about it over the years and we've tried to um, collect that information one way or the other, but I think the NPS score is a very nice, simple way to do that. 
and uh, and a standard way to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that these surveys have gone down to. I mean, we used to have like a two-page survey. Now it's down to three questions, yeah. and so I think that um, we get more particip- participation that way, and we don't overburden our customer with filling out information that we can't really act on. Yep, and it's just data. Yep. And, um, you know, some of the things that I've done just to make it, just to encourage people a little bit more is um, like I have a uh, um, Starbucks gift card, just to, just to say thank you for taking the time to take the survey and on the form as well, it's got a question about, you know, are you able to receive, you know, uh, um, gift cards? I don't want to get them in trouble with their corporate if they're not able to um, receive any gift cards. But it, that's just been another way, of, I think, of a real way of somebody saying, hey, we're going to take the time to send a gift card as a follow-up as well, uh, helps promote this. And um, Yeah, I mean, allows people to, quote, you know, you're giving them a thank you to fill it out. You know, the only thing that you worry about is does does that impact what they would rate you? And I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't thought through that process. If it's just, ten, I mean, it's ten dollars. If if it was a hundred bucks, then or or something that was a, I, it's more of just a gesture would be would mm-hmm. be what I, I and um, I'd be interested to hear if people want to comment on this. Um, uh, for me, it was more of I've just seen this used before. For, for other marketers, use the the small gift card, yep. um, the the thank you with a coffee type of concept, and it's easy enough to to to, to download it and put it onto your card, and the next day they're buying a uh, you know a, a scone and a coffee thanks to you because they took a little bit of time out of their mm-hmm. day. So. Mm-hmm. It's not a great amount of money, but it's something that's just yeah, a way of saying Yeah, I didn't know if the book said anything about that. No, you know, is it, whether um, they, they said to try to try different things with getting participation, and so mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. that you want to try. So that was sort of uh, one of the things I wanted to try to see uh, how that would, um, you know, they're not, it's not like I'm saying I'm going to send you a gift card if you give us a 10. They, they right. do say there's, there's, there are parts of chapters <laughs> that are tricky. I, you well, know, they, they, I... Get this from Toyota. Ooh, I'm sorry to say that, but you, you get the service department that tells you, you you need to. I mean, they almost tell you you need to give the highest score. You know, is there and or you get this question? Or we'll threaten you. Well, you know, you, you get this question of why would not you wouldn't give me a ten? Yeah. Just let me know if there's anything that you're I need to do to make sure that you provide me a 10. And I, I don't like that. No, I, don't I mean, know. and... Uh, I will you know, not give you a 10 because you asked me that question. Yeah, it's it's, subver- it seems subversive. Yeah, and, it's almost like a guilt trip yeah, that yeah. if you don't give me a 10, I'm going to get in trouble. And at the end of the day, they should want to get honest feedback so they can know when things are not going so well for their customers. Otherwise, you know... They get tens all the time, and then the customer goes away, and they don't know why. It's funny because they're, they're even their companies, um, con, you know, companies that will audit your um, NPS, basically make sure you've got a sound system put into place. And, and some folks will try to trick the system where they'll like not give a cust- a customer that they know have ha- has had a bad experience will not give them a way of giving feedback. Right. So that's that's a, that's a way that's, of gaming the system. That's um, bad. <laughs> but you need to have it needs to be consistent and that you know like for us i'm trying to make sure that like um on every project as we're 
sending out the last um, invoice that I'm attach, attached into that and we'll get this feedback on every single project. Right. Um, but yeah, it was in interesting to read. Anything um, else that you've experienced so far with um, Net Promoter Score? I know we're starting to, I'm starting to cover it in the company meetings where we're seeing I'm doing it um, both overall, or overall, overall MPS, which I think is like a 94, which is uh, wonderful to see. Um, and then for that quarter, I'm giving a quarterly MPS, um, which was lower because we had some people who were eights who we didn't interact with that much. I thought that was kind of interesting. We had some you know small interactions with some folks, and they filled out the survey. And I think if they, if we did have a full-fledged project with them, we might get a higher score. Um, or get a nine or a 10, but it's just interesting to see that. Yeah, it is. I mean, cause we know we're not perfect. So we want to yep. hear that when we're not, so we can work on improving and you can't improve unless you get mm -hmm. honest feedback. Yep. Um, it's, uh, this is really rewarding to see this. I, I've liked get, you know, hearing back from folks and, you know, especially the quotes that I'm hearing back as far as why they gave us a 10. It's just, it, it, uh, feeds me, I think it feeds you, and it's really nice to hear sort of, you know, that they want to work with us again if they have the opportunity to work with us again, which is right. that, a, big, a big part of what gets us up in the morning yep. is hearing that, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Tommy. I like your socks. Hey, you, oh, you, yeah. Let me see yours. Let me, yeah, let me see. These are repeats, but oh, those look like a, Yeah, these are, I think these are new. They're a little... They look new to me. Yeah, a little crazy. Um, thank you, everybody, for... Um, Taking the time to listen to this, one of the neat things about working with Three Will is that we will um, get your net promoter score at the end of the projects. We do care about uh, successful projects, and um, so uh, especially if you're doing anything SharePoint related, uh, technology wise, we're um, a great company to come and talk to. Uh, definitely drop by our website and check out our services. Uh, but uh, thank you for doing this, Tommy, and thank you everybody for listening. Have sure. a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Adios.